welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate episode 88. We're on 88. Holy crap. We're on 88. Welcome to our newest episode here on a Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. How are you all doing tonight? My name is Christopher Tanner, and we are Planning Face Syndicate. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Kyber Cup Top 16. Not too much, just a little bit, but we're going to talk about what teams made it, what did not. We're also going to be talking a lot about Store Champ kits that we got a secret reveal for. If that wasn't enough, we're also going to be having a conversation around some of the requirements for Worlds because they finally released a document on what tokens you can and cannot bring. And spoiler alert, you can't bring Lego characters, I guess, anymore. If that still hasn't wet, whetted your appetite, we will be doing part two of our list archetype review, where we'll be talking a little bit about how each archetype does in scenarios and then giving them a different ranking. With that being said, let's bring in my co-host for tonight. Please welcome Mr. Alex and Mr. JJ. How are you tonight, sirs? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Good. JJ, JJ, how are you doing tonight? Tired, man. Um, for regular f- uh, viewers of the show, I've been I'm out traveling for like the past month. Um, this has been the first show in a month that I've actually been able to broadcast this uh, from my home. Feels great to be home. I am super excited, tired, and excited, and sleep deprived. But uh, but it's good to be home. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for that. And you probably want to see all their lovely faces. So, welcome, welcome to the show. Fellas, hopefully your guys' week was pretty good. I know last week we were off on Sunday because of some sports ball thing that happened that I don't even think we talked about. We we skipped the show and didn't even have a conversation about sports ball. Um, we know for a fact <laughs> that JJ's Giants did not get in. They would not have won, and they probably won't win next year. That much I'm willing to wager. Sacrilege. <laughs> it's okay. You can be a Lions fan if you if you really want disappointment in your life. There you go. I've been a Lions <laughs> fan my whole life, and why do you think I think don't get into sports ball? There you yeah, go. Why do you think I drink? Lions. Man, no wonder you don't believe in redemption. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we ruined the career of how many all-time greats just because they happened to be on the Lions? Yep. Barry Sanders, uh, prominent Alvin one. Johnson, yeah. Bobby mm-hmm. Sims, all of them's great. But enough sports ball talk. Today, we're going to be having a conversation about X-Wing, right? And um, so I want to give a quick shout-out announcement. If you are anywhere near the Detroit, Michigan area, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to come to our pre-Worlds event warm-up that is being hosted at, it's, I believe, Eternal Games in Warren? Yeah, Eternal out in Warren. Yeah. Uh, Stanizewski, Ryan Stanizewski is hosting it. That's his home store. Yes, and so if you would like to come warm up, we have seven people, at least as of this morning. Um, Alex is kind of wussing out. He didn't want to rematch against my list, so um, uh, unfortunately, we, we don't get to have our GT matchup again. But uh, I will be out there running a list that um, is different. I, I'll just put it this way. We'll talk about it next week. If if I do good, if I do bad, we won't talk about it. So, uh, <laughs> but if if I do if I do pretty well, we will um we'll be having a conversation a little bit about the list um as well. 
But if you would like to come, if you, especially if you're just across the border, if you're only three or four hours, it is it's got prize support. It's five bucks, and there is actual prize support. You'll be getting cards, um, and those tokens. If you would like a Mandalorian type token that you can't use at Worlds, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, they will also be having uh, these really cool Mandalorian uh, tokens as well. If you get into the top two, so it'll be very exciting to see. If anybody else wants to show up and come join us, it'll be fun. Um, I know Stanisuski will obviously be there. I'll be there. Uh, Corey from our locals and Zach from our locals are going as of now. Um, and Brendan from our locals, uh, regulars of the show. And uh, I know those those guys. And then I don't know anybody else. I think Mark's going, if I remember right. The Mark Robert might make it. I know I'm going to be in Chicago at a wedding, so I can't make it. And ironically, Matt, my co-host, listened to the Best Win Benchwarmers podcast. He also won't be able to go there because he'll be in Grand Rapids. Yeah, he's going to Beer Fest or something like that. Yeah, this is the uh, Grand Rapids Beer Tour because he didn't make it to the Ipsy one. Yeah. And that's actually usually a pretty good time. I don't drink beer, so uh, for me, I could care less, but um, it is like I have gone down for some of the food before, and that's pretty good, and there's always tons of people there. So they're good times. Yeah. Well, why don't we start with a conversation about worlds first before we get into anything else? I think that's probably the smartest thing that we can do. Um, getting into worlds, essentially what we are looking at is a document that somebody put out. I have no idea who I know. Santa Zuski shared it. Uh, JJ has shared it on our face or our, our <laughs> discord page and we'll share it later discord. on our Facebook page. Um, literal breaking news here yeah this is the actual official guidelines for worlds for basically because there's been some discussion <laughs> can you bring your own template set or do you have to go back and run cardboard which um i will just say right now i hope to god we don't go to cardboard though i did have some people offer to give me cardboard because i don't know i don't know i i it is what it is but we will see what they have gone over. So who wants to kick us off and have the opening conversation about this document? What specifically do you want to like, do we just start at the top? Yeah, I think we start at the top and we just kind of give over the highlights for each of it. You probably don't have to read it word for word. Um, unless you like, I don't know, unless you feel called to do that then you're I'm welcome just like i can't do that it's fine. all right it works for me because that yeah this document took me so, like 20 minutes to read <laughs> but i can start <laughs> off though um so um yeah go ahead, go ahead. No, sorry that's okay um yeah so hey you have to bring official components which they specifically called out as not 1.0 cards damage decks dials or ships i don't know who does that but you can't <laughs> use the slightly better cluster mines acrylic tokens that they gave out for prizes because those were incorrectly sized. <laughs> I know it's sad. I it have was slightly bigger. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Or do anything specifically trademarked from other franchises, like fly a Lego ghost, because Mark Robert did that at Last World's Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> can't do Lego, Star Trek, Harry Potter. But it does say trademark, so I can probably get away with running Winnie the Pooh. I can do Alice from Alice in the Wonderland and the Marilyn Monroe pose. I believe that's that's not copywritten anymore. That's public domain. <laughs> I paint that. I want to make my YV. I'm going to give it red trousers like Winnie the Pooh and fly that. That would be fantastic. 
You got to get it a little honeypot too. <laughs> honeypot eyes or something like that. That's the, that's the, the hound's tooth that comes out of it. It'll be perfect. There you go. I like it. But yes, uh, it's pretty standard stuff. It has to be your normal uh, plastic bases and pegs. Although they said you can actually modify them for it to have a little bit of weight or, uh, you know, the grippy stuff that people use. But you have to have that normal base, normal pegs. And sadly enough, the normal ship bases, the tokens themselves, you have to bring the official ones. And they recommend you use running a Nantex one if you're going to try to do a, a tight whisper, <laughs> which is kind of sad to me. I know because nobody's going to be running the Nantex, right? So I, no one should be running <laughs> tight whispers either. But you know that's not my <laughs> that's not well, my prerogative to tell them. I don't know about that, but oh, people will. I just I don't get why people buy that ship right now. <laughs> So, JJ, what uh, stood out to you? How about that? Well, um, beyond that, it's just going over the uh, the rules for playing on stream, essentially um, not having any official AMG or FFG, um, essentially templates, especially when you're playing on stream, will not be allowed. Um, a Gold Squadron podcast did previously say that they would um, provide those items there for people playing on stream. Um, and then they also went over... Uh, the scenario feature markers and obstacles uh, being in the center and nothing else can be um, outside of range one of the player's edges when you're setting up to um, setting up your ships for the setup phase. Um, you can't use any special tools or, or like markers, I guess, to help you set up your formations. You do have to use the standard rulers that come with the game in order for you to set up um, your formations there. Um, something I really haven't seen. Um, the only other time I've seen something like that is people taking the epic um the epic spacers for like flying in a formation to set it up correctly um I, i've seen it like one time ever but beyond that just use your regular rulers and nobody's going to give you any issues so and, so you uh, want to hear yeah. a, a quick story want to hear a quick story <laughs> i i try yeah. i didn't i tried to use those uh once or twice to set up my uh swarms and i when i picked them up i knocked the shifts <laughs> And my opponent was like, all right, here's the deal. So you can do what you want, but the next time you knock your ships over, we're calling we're calling a judge. And I was like, all right, don't worry about it. I'll just refix them and not touch that tool again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, also for like alt art cards and stuff, which I'm a massive fan of, you cannot use the Infinite Arena style cards printouts. You have to have the original cards. For stream, everything has to be original, but for not streamed, it doesn't say you can't use alt art cards, just not the Infinite Arena style cards. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can bring whatever alt art cards you want as long as you bring your original copies and then also print out your own errated cards if you want to bring like 7B Anakin, uh, Fenrau Sheathapede, Contraband Cybernetics, anything that's been uh, errated like that, you have to print them out. Yeah, it's kind of a pain. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I I saw that too. And like, so uh, how about this? To me, the way I see it is is because they're telling us we have to print it out instead of having any. I'm not bringing any alt darts. I guess at this point, not for that. I I don't care. I'm just not going to bring them. It's it'll be easier for me to not have to think about it, which sucks because I have a really cool uh Grievous card. I don't remember who I got it from. Um, 
but I have this really cool one I got at Adepticon last year that has like a Rose and Grievous's face on it. And then I also have a 312 Squadron Grievous card, which is pretty awesome looking as well. And I can't run either of those. So I'm avoiding all art art cards. And I guess we're, we're trying to coordinate with somebody to find like a heavier stock to do a print on for um, the errata stuff. But we, I, I, I guess, like, normally I'm very anti this. Like, I would rather see the alt art cards and all these other things because they look cooler. But it's too hard to double check things, I think. Um, and the way we had seen it before is if you brought your original card and the alt art card, who cares, right? Because then you could just reference them and be like, hey, your alt art card's incorrect. Um, and then you would get a penalty point for, you know, yeah. making the effing judge come over. Um, but with the errata stuff, I will tell you, it actually triggered when we did Michigan GT last year. That actually triggered. There was a newer player that didn't quite understand the Anakin 7B um, type thing, and this guy had brought it and didn't bring any of the errata cards. So it was like, well, that those cards are illegal. We need to disqualify this game. And it's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're, what, what are you asking? And it's like, no, 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 they're not illegal. It's just he should have printed the errata. He didn't. We're going to, because we didn't make a statement ahead of time, we're going to approve this one for it. Um, I don't know. So the problem I have is yeah. that AMG has no good method of getting us these. Just like 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 what Gred says, they don't have a good method of getting us a little chit token for the whisper. That like they should literally have an ordering button that your um LFG could just order this shit and it gets sent to them, and they can either sell it or give it away or whatever the hell they want to do. Um, I don't care what I, they should really give it away. How about that? But. It yeah, is I what mean, it honestly, is. Honestly, at this point, there's so much, uh, there's so much errata, and there's so much like basis that needs to be corrected between like the tight whispers and some of the stuff for that came out in the Hotshots and Aces pack too, that they could honestly just release a pack and just have all those errata cards printed out, all those bases fixed, just so it's just readily available for anybody who wants them. Right, like it, it just feels like there's so much more extra effort they have to put in if you really want to fly a particular ship in person, especially if they're requiring all this. That it just, yeah, it, it just feels it feels bad. Yeah. Um. Yep. So I don't know. I I think if they do not figure out how to correct this, to me, this seems like something the community can can start taking care of. Like I don't know. Like I, if it were me, like I think we could start a petition to say, hey, AMG. Look, baby, you know, like, I don't know. Curl Paul has this card collection for 10 bucks. And every time something new errata gets in there, you could purchase it. And then they should just be able to bill AMG, you know, 10 bucks every time somebody buys it. I don't know. There was one seller on Etsy or at least one seller. I'm sure there's more, but one that was pretty popular that made like custom tokens, like bases for people. Mm -hmm. yep. And they had one that was like, the corner edges for all the whisper pilots which i have but i can't use these yeah and so. did you notice they did not errata the stuff from the hot shots and aces yet right some of those those edges that are um off kilter mm -hmm. um so i'm going to openly state if i go to worlds and i find something that is I'm, i will be calling the judge like oh you are using a guide that is bigger than it's supposed to be like AMG should not allow for certain of those bases to be used, period. Just tell the person whose left guides are really huge to set up on the right side of the board so you can't take advantage <laughs> of it. All right. All right. That's fine. <laughs> I like that, too. 
<laughs> Let the judge tell them that. That'll be great. Um, they did clarify they're going to stick with the miniatures piece where basically you can use um, any other X-Wing ship that is the same. So like the YT-1300 is a good example, um, except for they want you to take the escape craft <laughs> so you can run on from scum in Rebel and in resistance oh you can't run it resistance you can only run it so it's only it only affects this only affects rebels <laughs> but uh, it's just it's just no, the model it's just the model yeah. not the dial yeah not yeah. the dial just the model nobody yeah, just wants to i dial. plan on doing spoilers i'm going to use the customized yt 1300 because that's the only one that's in good shape at this point in my collection for my <laughs> falcon bow build <laughs> But I guess I've ran three Falcons before and I've used all three just to trigger people. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what's sad is I actually have one of each of the different ones, but not duplicates of all of them. So, like, if I ran three Falcons, I would have to do that. You me know, too. like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, there's zero reason for me to buy three Rebel Falcons. It's just, that was just, I probably didn't even need all three of them <laughs> from these of the factions, but they look cool. So, I don't know. Actually, there is one thing in here about dial covers. You have to have an official component dial cover if you are going to be on stream. Yes. Which is, uh, some people have, like, I think the crates did a dial cover. I have, like, a Liberty Squid yeah. uh, Squadron dial cover and stuff like that. So I, I we'll have to take those out, unfortunately. Yeah. And when yeah. we first started, we actually made custom dial covers. Uh, Matt did for us. Um, Actually, I don't know how many people even have those. Man, I should go through my collection. I wonder if I got more of those. We should give those away. Anyway, you can't use them at Worlds, though. Don't try. So that means we can officially, though, use the 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 rotomolded, the the hard plastic ones, correct? Yeah, that they yeah. Sell? The, the official FFG ones that came out back in 1.0, yes. All right. So I have nine of those for separate. So... <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't buy eight, and you can run eight ships, so, you know. I will not be running yes. eight ships. You also have to use yeah. the official scenario features on stream, but you can use your really nice crate felt ones if you want to, casually. And by casually, <laughs> I mean not on stream. So, me and Chris were, 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 uh, were lucky enough last year to get the official um, the official objective markers from last year world so they should work thankfully if you were there at adepticon last year and we also got the 1.5 ruler which i don't think i've ever used <laughs> since we got it at adepticon so yes yeah i have never used i have not used mine since adepticon we used them at locals and then somebody's like just just measure with the mats and it's like oh yeah i could just a do that. thousand times easier yeah, yeah i know though i might bring my 1.5 ruler and be pushy about it when we play just because I found out all mats are not equal. So this is a misprinted mat. This is a misprinted mat. If you know the mat is small, you got to put the 1.5 on their side. So it pushes a couple millimeters. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And whichever side you're going to set up on, you have to put it on the opposite side. Shit. When we were at Depticon last year, we would each put our 1.5 ruler up. I'm dead serious. Like I, I will say, mm -hmm. Thank you, GSP. That was um, a lifesaver. Like that was so nice of them to print those and include. The, if you bought a ticket to the the um, the championship, uh, whatever the hell they were calling it back then, you got one for free. So, um, I got a second one. I don't know where the hell I got my second one. 
So anyway, the uh, templates that they are allowing is essentially on stream. It has to be anything that has no other logo. So I'm going to consider my templates okay to run because I have a Thrawn logo that nobody really knows is Thrawn unless you know what, you know, if, if you know Thrawn, then you know what it, and it, so it has nobody's name on it. But I'm worried because I have a GSP um, template case that I won last year. Um, that I don't know if I can use or not, but I guess, I don't know, like I'm hoping I can, because I really don't want to not be able to use that. Cause I like that template case a lot. Um, especially cause Corey healed, uh, designed it. So it looks really cool. Um, but essentially if you have any templates that have names of podcasts on them, I'm going to recommend not bringing them. If that's your only template, unless that's your only template set. Um, they also put in there that you have to have the line down the middle. Like, okay, like if somebody showed up to play and didn't have that, I would immediately say you can use my templates, but you cannot use yours. I don't care because like there's no way in hell I'm going to go back to 1.0 template measuring crap, you know? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the irony yeah, of not bad. being able to, sorry. I appreciate the irony of not being able to use GSP templates on GSP stream because it's official world stuff. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm wondering if GSP is going to get special permission for on-stream stuff to be able to use templates. I'm guessing that they will do something um or they have just not announced it cuz technically like so Nick announced it for them. Like Nick helped make the video that Dion released last week that announced their official sponsorship of Worlds um to stream it. And I'm wondering if they are going to get special approved type stuff that you can use on stream. Like that's my theory is they're going to have that. Um, Cause I will say like, I, I always have huge concern with cardboard because cardboard can warp, you know, like it can get bent super easy. And once it gets bent, then it's like, Oh my God, like it, those arc checks just become a pain in the ass. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I do think that deal might be able to get away with some of that. Um, but they do mention alt art cards are only for no on stream. Um, I wouldn't bring them. Uh, the two and a half range ruler is positive third party tools that can represent represent the components you get inside of a starter kit are fine. Anything like any of the ones that have the multiple like so so JJ the the ones that they see they some of them have like little side marks on them so you can kind of like yes. what TTS is. So you can adjust them up and down. Those are not going to be valid to use. Um, now, I will be honest. Like, exactly. if I see an opponent across from me, I'm probably not going to. I'm not going to say that anything about that. Like, I don't. I don't know if I care enough. Like, it's just like the only time I care is maybe those um, bomb drop templates that I thought were really cool um, because those are really hard. I think to produce and measure correctly. So I, I, I think I might be a little bit pushier about people not using those. But I don't know. Yeah, also to state as like how it has been at pretty much every tournament, you can only use official dice um, and official obstacles. So you can't use like acrylic obstacles or like any of those janky third party dice that you microwave. So they always have good evades. <laughs> and we know we know JJ does that all the time. <laughs> You'd, it does say you can have them, just not on stream. <laughs> it says they're allowed. I don't know. I don't know. To me, to me, 
I feel like I'm going to break my outer rim dice out. I've never actually used my outer rim dice other than for in the game, but we have a guy at locals that, that does it like, um, there, uh, God, I can't remember his name now. Um, but there's a guy at locals that brings outer rim dice. And that's, that's all he uses is those. And he has ever since I've been there, Tori, his name's Tori. Ever since I've played against them, he uses those dice and they're not very good, but <laughs> they, he uses them. He loves them. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. So, is there anything else? I don't know if there's a lot of other stuff really that's kind of the high level. Um, essentially, your components, your force, your charge, your shields have to look like or very be very close to what it looks like. So, I guess my Sith Sith um, tokens I got at, at at Worlds or at Adepticon last year I can't use, which is sad because like that's my favorite token in the world right now and it's just because i love sith you know the sith stuff like but i guess that's not gonna be allowed so yeah, cody has some lovely yeah. country based target locks that he can't use some for germany and like you know like the crates one with the canada and north america below it or canada in the u.s not all of north america does that mean we can't use the gsp target locks either then i bet the metal ones that we got from playing and what no, i don't even know whatever we cannot all right I, that that's uh from galaxies yes about. yeah no yep. we can't use those man that's sad that means i actually gotta go give a number to grievous i have like numbered ones <laughs> but i've never given grievous hey, a i got an x uh i got a nickel city uh like marker that i use for my reaper if i were to go to worlds i can't even use that like that sucks I'm yeah. going to bring my Plo Koon face token from Worlds last year and use that for my Poe. And then I'll call a judge. FMP project. I'm just going to call a judge every time. Be like, judge! What the base <laughs> says is Plo Koon's face. This is Plo Koon's target lock. It's oh, legal. Man. You know what? And it, especially the best is going to be if we, if you and I get matched up in chance engagement, I'm 100% going to make a judge look up and prove where it was legal so that we waste 50% of the round and then that way, all I have to do is half damage on Poe, and I win. I've already got this planned out. Somebody get a setup. I got this. Or if, and if you don't run Poe, and you run with some other, if you run Sicko, like you have been running, then I'm going to do that too. I'm going to do the same damn thing, and I want to be like, all right, target that ship. That ship's going to get half pointed, and then uh, the game will be over, and it'll be like the best game of X-Wing we've ever played. Uh, rough. <laughs> you know we're gonna get paired up right you know the irony is gonna be we're gonna get paired up at least once between the two days i have played cody wood in four or five different states okay states that's how frequently we get paired <laughs> up in tournaments and it's not like we're like crushing it we're like the top of the leaderboard this is just like well, it's a single elimination tournament, and this is the first round. Why are we getting paired up? We're in Philadelphia. What the hell? <laughs> You're killing me. Yeah, I've only played against Crispy in two states. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had to play against Crispy yet. Not a, not a, not a, at any official event. But. All right. Well, I think that's it yeah. for the, uh, the the world's thing. I don't I, I don't know. We spent enough time on it to choke a horse. I don't think we need to mm -hmm. spend any more time. So let's go through a little bit of the Kyber stuff. We don't actually have to get into too much. Um, I do think uh, some of the interesting pieces is so uh, the Bruna boys went two and one. Um, 
So they moved on. Hexile Gaming, I don't remember who's on that team. They went 3-0. and um, Matt Perry's team. Uh, Tauntcast 186, they lay, aired their last game. And that game was aired on Scott's stream today. That game was a hoot to watch because the guy misdialed his Iden and Moth Gideon um, dials, and he put Iden dead center on a cloud. And then Moth Gideon went too straight and bumped oh. and landed on the cloud too. It was horrible. It's like so, like that hundred percent, like that easily, like just I think that that just killed that game. But it was still pretty close. Like, and in fairness, he the other guy, the other opponent was winning still. Um, but I don't know. Um, so then we had uh the Italian team went on. I don't know who PDX uh wing is off the top of my head. Uh, sexy gonk droids moved on. Yeah, I was gonna say PDX is uh John uh PDX uh Obi Juan and Jeff McLean is on that team. Hmm. And the official team France moved on, and then the People's Front of Jetta. So next week will be top eight, and then we have two more weeks of Kyber. Um, with all these European teams, I'm not getting a lot to stream uh, very many games. So, um, anyway, so well, we got Greg's League coming up pretty soon. So if you want to check more out, we'll again when we get into top four, I think we'll start to look at some of the lists. I think. Um, a little bit more. We'll break down the yeah. um, uh, the the third and fourth place people next um, in two weeks, and then after that, we'll break down the finals. Um, yeah, and look at some individual records and things like that. Um, again, I I want to be very cautious with this, just because you get, you do get to do matchups, so it's for me it was a little harder to gauge some of the stuff with that um, with some of those lists. But there's a couple of clear lists that I think work outside of this um, and we'll get into those. All right. Did anybody else have anything about Kyber before we move on? No, no. I was yep. just going to mention that like you kind of gauge which factions are doing pretty well because like seven out of the top eight teams have an empire list. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I think it's like five out of them have a republic list. There's like three CIS lists, but you know, generally they do well. There's no scum in top eight somehow. So it's, you can kind of get like a decent gauge of what people are running and what factions are doing well by and large. All right. Well, let's get into the store champs announcement before we move on to our final segment. Um, I'm actually extremely excited about this. So this is not official for america just for the uk um that's it just the uk um so jj why don't you tell us what does the original email from organized play amg state it says attention star wars op stores we're happy to announce the asmodi uk are taking pre-orders for a brand new tournament uk kit for star wars x-wing stored level tournament kits are ultimate challenge for players uh, it can support up to 32 players with tiered prizes. The Storm Tournament champions earn a standard Worlds invite, giving them a chance to compete against players from all over the globe at the Star Wars X-Wing Worlds in 2024, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. So they are giving away official Worlds tickets. 
Now, I have had two conversations uh, with a couple of different stores. The belief is uh, the store should be able to order as many kits as they have locations for. So I highly encourage once this goes out and happens in the United States, everybody go get a store, a store kit. Everybody go get one. Everybody encourage them, run them. I will tell you, I think, Alex, between the east, the mid, and the west side, I bet you we can have like 15 store champs. And that's without even going into the north. I think we can easily get 15 store champs between all of our stores. Yeah, I probably can get three personally and run those events. Maybe four just at those stores that I know, like just around me, I can get at least yeah. four. So here's, here's my collusion offer. I have a collusion offer for you. Somehow we got to get you a world's ticket, right? And somehow I want a world's ticket. So my theory is, is if everybody just lets the two of us win each one, we'll run the rest of them. I don't even have to compete in any of the other ones. I will happily run every store champ after that or split them with you. <laughs> But I can, I can tell the store that these don't come with last chance qualifier tickets yeah. and then take that one and then do a store champ. And people are like, what happened to the last chance qualifier? And I'm just like, you're too into X-Wing. Get out of my store. It'll be fine. No one will know. Better we just got to get like a store in the UP, Alex. What we need to do is get a store in the UP and don't promote it. And it's just going to be like, we'll get two kits. You and I will play each other. We'll each get our world's invite. And then after that, <laughs> we can run the rest of them. Yeah, the, the back and on last chance qualifier open. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Ooh, actually, I would love the a Mackinac Island one. Oh, my God. Okay, hold <laughs> on. We actually got to figure out how to do this. That would be fun. That would be really fun. Uh, I mean, we can just get a whole bunch yeah. of them. And if someone wins, you know, because it's Ryan Staniszewski, he wins like three of them. We could just pass it down to the second and third place. Just co coerce yeah, them a true. little bit. Find them out yeah. in the parking lot. It'll be fine. Maybe ends it in tie. You, know, you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I could just steal one. I want all 34 suppressive gunner promos myself. <laughs> I don't even know. You know who uses that? Um, Django, maybe? You know what's going to happen? VTG is going to go up in price after Worlds and, and suppress it. I can already, like, if this is any indication of what they're worth, they're going to keep cheap and what they're not going to keep cheap. To me, like, this all feels very much so like we're going to see VTG go up in price because they're promoting suppressive gunner, which nobody uses. Who uses a suppressive gunner? I have had decent success before once with suppressive gunner on Dangar, and that was kind of dirty. I've but only used it on Django, it. and I it's it's okay on Django. Yeah, I think it's better on just lower initiative ships. Honestly, you know, you're you tend to not have tokens, and if you manage to get the trigger off, and you have. No All right. And he's gone. And he's gone. So. No, I disagree. Suppressive Gunner should be on high initiative shifts because that's how you give them a deplete token. So yeah, that's the same thing. <laughs> that was my theory is that it needs to be on high in higher initiative <laughs> ships uh, for it. So, um, Alex, yes. why don't you why don't you tell us what comes in the kit? Minus the last chance qualifier invite, which I think is a mis misprint. Um, 
Why don't you just tell everybody what else is going to be in the kit? Um, I'm actually pretty. I, I'm actually pretty happy with their tournament that they're including here. Um, I mean, you get suppressive gunner promos, which I assume is just going to be like, thanks for showing up to our tournament out in the UP. Here's a suppressive gunner. And uh, they're giving out round tracker cards, 33 round tracker cards, which is uh, cool, probably needed. Uh, there's not really an official way of uh, tracking rounds, really. Um, it has eight outmaneuver promos, which is a card that is widely used, especially if you have something like Grievous. <laughs> yep. Um, second sister promo. Uh, they're actually just giving away a whole bunch from Hot Shots too, which is super cool. Second sister promo, uh, which is cool. I can only imagine what that's going to look like. Uh, Keo promo, awesome, awesome choice there. Uh, Veniza Doza. That uh, T-70 pilot, I believe it's the one that can shoot torps backwards. That's kind of cool. Lieutenant Gallic promos, which is, uh, you see her played a lot right now. And uh, eight Lappin promos, which no one will ever use. But it'll hey. have the correct <laughs> initiative on it. It has the I correct initiative. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually seen Lappin used a, a little bit more with Afro nowadays. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's nice to at least have the option, right? And oh, from no, my understanding... Cool. The Poe Dameron promo, that's going to be the the YT-1300. Yeah, Falcon. I got to get that. Yeah, the Falcon one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so you got one Falcon uh, Poe, one triple zero, which is super cool. And then um, a couple other stuff like the scenario punch board sheets, whatever those are. Three info sheets. For, I, I don't know. And a poster. <laughs> Yay. But I, I like that selection of cards. I like that it's, uh, you know, the new stuff, the Hot Shots too. I like how they're not like the stars of that faction, but like solid backup ships that you would bring as like a second or third option. I think that's really nice. Yeah, definitely. And no one other than like myself has like a Kyo, you know, or a Veniza Doza, like Altar. I had to make those myself. Yeah, I like this. I'm very excited for the keel, and I'm very excited for the. Um, I, I'm actually excited for the 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 uh, Lappin one too, personally. But um, I'll be. I am very 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 excited for Second Sister. Um, that was a ship I was very high on originally, and I really like um, flying her, honestly, a lot. <clears throat> so, um. Uh, she just needs a few more points so I can run shield upgrade and outmaneuver. But um, if only they had Sicko or some sort of you know prequel faction card in general. Yeah. Uh, so the one obvious glaring issue is the last chance qualifier invite. I I, I don't think that's what that is. I'm I'm assuming yeah, this no. is a world's invite uh, yeah. based on what they're talking about, and maybe that's what they're going to call. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're calling things. I'm pretty sure that's just a misprint. I'm going yeah. to side on the side of caution and say that I'm pretty sure that that's a misprint. Um, yeah. If not, I guess. Yeah, I mean they they publicly stated when they originally announced that the when the store champs were coming back that the these OP kits will specifically have uh, world's invites, not last chance qualifying invites, but world's invites just for the winner of those store championships. So I I would say between the email that was sent out and what they've said previously um, in their streams, um, I would I would err on saying that that was a misprint and these are going to be world's invites that are going to be passed out for store champs. Yeah, 
So what'll be it'll it, to me this is very exciting. Um, I think uh, I like the store champs piece. I never got to play in it. Um, we got to do some of that stuff in when I played in Destiny. Um, but we never, I never got to do any of this type of stuff in X Wing. So, so to me, this is this is really exciting. Like, I'm very excited for this piece of the journey. Um, and 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 again, like, if stores can buy them based on how many stores they have, and if they're reasonably priced, like fifty bucks, let's say, this is going to be huge, right? Yeah. Like, this could be very, very huge. I'm just excited that there's store OP kits again. I don't know how many they're going to, it looks like they're probably just going to do one a year if they're only, if they're doing like the invites. Yeah. But even then that's, that's awesome. There used to be, you know, in like, uh, you know, 1.0 and stuff, there was like store kits and like everywhere. And it was super, super fun just to see like this crowd of like 30 or 40 people in a tiny store just playing X-Wing. I'm excited. Yeah. And if it is last chance qualifier tickets versus world tickets, I don't have a problem with that either. Personally, I think that's that's cool as well. Um, I, I I don't know. I'd rather have my win- world's invite, but it is what it is, right? So I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this. It, it does show that they're going to do some OP. Um, so we're not left to our own devices right now, which is what I've kind of felt we had been at. Is <laughs> like our own, like how are we going to all do this and. Um, I don't know. So to me, this is this is pretty exciting. I can't wait. I yeah, can't wait. absolutely. Well, all right. Well, there's that. Um, I will say if you are in Michigan and this is a actual world's invite, depending on how many stores can get these, there's a possibility that Michigan GT will be officially uh, two world's invite tickets. We haven't decided how we want to do this. We don't know what the rules are um, officially yet, but we have official off-the-record sponsorship. I, I guess I won't name the store right now, but I have I have already talked to a store that has, if they have the ability to get three of them, will be sponsoring Michigan GT with two of them if I cannot convince AMG or Esmode to give us World's invites to Michigan GT. We 100% don't know how this is going to work yet, at all because <laughs> we haven't seen what they can what these kits are and they haven't been released in the US but as of now as long as that store has the ability to get at least two of them they have officially offered to sponsor um planning face syndicate and Michigan GT for uh with these kits which means we'll be capped at we didn't talk about how many people but essentially they're capping that at 32 people um for each store championship so um yeah if we get two of them we'll either be running two pods of 32 or we'll be running uh one with 64 again i'm not making any big announcement other than i am helping run um michigan gt again and um we like i said i've thought the store i've talked to has given us permission to get these kits and get them into the prize pool for Michigan GT, uh, unless something says you can't do that. So, yeah, just excited to get OP back out again um, for the community. You know, that's just uh, just really great support 
for like helping expand the game, you know, getting more people out there playing um, competitively. You know, for me, I've definitely seen um, like uh, amongst the different Discord channels, just, you know, a lot more interest from newer players coming into the game, uh, wanting to learn the game and stuff. And I think having these type of events leading to a world's invite will help drive new new blood into the game and uh, and just help the game live a lot longer. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our Academy 101 segment. Week for our Academy are going to do our list archetype analysis part two. So, just to kind of review real quick, if you hadn't been a part of part one, which I guess I completed part one and part two in one um, segment, and I didn't realize it last week, so uh, the guys kind of told me to push it off to this week. Um, we are officially doing part two. Our goal is to review each archetype that we believe exists for X-Wing, right? We're going to dissect lists, strengths and weaknesses. We're going to talk about the defining building blocks, the philosophy behind it. We're going to review scenario interactions of these archetypes, best strategies for winning. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about breaking down each archetype with lists, whether or not the list could cross over um, into different archetypes and um, how versatile some of these root lists are. Right. So um, we have been doing on and off our pilot ranking. Right. Um, and I promise you, before we get to the next piece of this, which will be our, the beginning of our part three and part four, we will be making sure all the lists that we have reviewed, we've already done the pilots analysis and rankings for them. But tonight, what I wanted to cover was scenario rankings by archetype, right? Because I feel it's important when we talked about each of the different archetypes, which in a second, what I'll do is I'll have, um, I'll have Alex read off which archetypes we have currently. But before we do that, what I wanted to do is kind of talk about how are we going to rate rank these, right? And, and and I know we talk about rankings all the time, and I don't know, sometimes it feels like we're over trying to overcomplicate things. But at the exact same time, to me, I think if you take a general list type and you find what you like, right, you can kind of see how it ranks and what you need to do to put in there. And so I'm going to give an example for a swarm. Let's say in chance engagement, a swarm could be ranked an A. So then you, you got to find pilots that fit that A analysis. Otherwise, what happens in that swarm is it's not going to be ranked overall as an A and it can lower and reduce. The logic behind this is essentially what we should be able to do is find archetypes and lists with pilots in them that fit that ranking. And then the pilots that come along with it all equal out to have an average ranking close to what that squad is. And then that's going to kind of give you an over under, right? of where your list can be ranked when working towards competitive X-Wing play. Um, so I'm going to open the floor up before we talk anymore. And actually we are going to rank them. I have actually created in the document, a ranking the same way we did with the pilots for um, each of the different archetypes. But before we get into that, what I want to do is open the floor up to the two of you to kind of get what is your thoughts um, on this the, the specific topic. And we'll start with JJ. 
I think it's definitely something that's needed, especially for a newer player that's trying to start up and build lists to kind of understand, you know, what they're what they're building and how it relates to um, the the rest of the game, especially if they're trying to uh, learn how to play standard play and try to like attend some of their local tournaments or even try to attend Worlds as part of the last chance qualifier. You know, just being able to understand that piece of the game, I think, is very important. And I think this is a, a good conversation to have for those new players uh, coming into the game and having them understand um, like how this fits according to how they want to play. All right, cool. Alex, your thoughts? I'm just uh, a little bit more about those things. It's 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 nice to have like the archetypes, and you can kind of gauge like what kind of scenario you can lean a little bit more heavily into taking risks. Um, but also want to know that like I don't think any particular archetype is like a, a super high S tier win at all scenario kind of things, or else you'd see it at every single list at every single tournament. So it's nice to like have a, a discussion about which ones will do better at certain um, at just certain scenarios. I think that's uh, very helpful for anyone who's new or who wants to try to up their game to some sort of tournament level. Yeah. So I will begin by saying the probability that we get an S tier ranking for any of these archetypes is probably, let's say less than 20%. Um, maybe we will, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to, but we'll see. All right. We'll see. Um, and it's the same way as I took E, e tier out of it because I really think that every one of these, um, archetypes that we have has playability. And I feel that every one of these archetypes is at minimum fun to play. And I'm going to just state swarms are insanely fun to play i don't care what anyone says i love playing swarms um <laughs> i used to like playing rack swarms um with sloan but that's no longer a thing and greg nixed it um in in our leadership <laughs> so rightfully so because that was abusive my goodness disgusting it was fun to, it was fun I, I don't know for who all right for the guy winning or the girl winning or the th <laughs> whoever's winning it's X Wayne. There's no, there's no guys playing. We don't. There's no women playing. We know this. I disagree with you on that one, but I mean you're correct. But I just, it's a joke. All right. <laughs> so what I did is I kind of went through and tried to define what each tier would be. And you got you, you the, the two of you have the ability to kind of chime in here. I'm going to read over uh, the first one, and then if we want to add anything, we can. Um, I tried to make S tier as high as possible because again, I'm not the, the, I'm not a person that wants to rank things in S tier very often. Um, I know there are certain people who feel Vader Defender is S tier. I just don't, and that's just me. I don't feel it's an S tier ship. Um, I feel Finn is closer to S tier than Vader Defender is for the points value. Anyway, controversy aside, I tried to make the the uh, cr the, the criteria for S tier a little bit more stringent than we had in the past. Um, essentially, I'm saying the archetype will excel in every scenario. That there's tons of different combinations of pilots that can be played for that list type. Um, the list will contain S tier pilots. Uh, these lists will win against most B tier list and below all of the time. 
Skills to play these are variable, and the lists themselves do not have to have top-tier players to play them. I think that's key because an S-tier list means the, if you understand the mechanics and like how to play most of the different lists, you should be able to pick this up. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. you should be able to pick it up and play it for the most part. Um, and typically would include a broken mechanic or broken pilot yeah. in the list. <laughs> Anyone want to add anything to the S tier definition? No, I think that's uh, right on point there. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, this makes a lot of sense. And go for it. All right. A tier will excel at three out of the four scenarios that they have at least four different list combinations that can be fielded in a competitive meta. And I guess I had to pick a number. I'm not, you. Got, you all could tell me if I'm wrong with the four. I don't know if four is a good number or not. But to me, there has to be at least four different list combinations for this to be an A tier. Um, and like resistance could be an example, right? If the list has Finn in it, it's still different lists, unless it's always Finn, BB-8, Lulu, um, and you know, I don't know, Jaeger, Kaz, or some something yeah. dumb. Yeah. Um, so it, as long as it's different combinations, it can still include similar pilots. Upgrades are not what I'm including in this. So if you have four of the exact same list and each of the pilots have different upgrades on them, that is one list. I, I, I'm considering that a, a, a one one off combination. So don't don't tell me you got an Anakin, Obi, Sicko, Contrail list and you're going to change all the loadout. No, no, that's one list. Um, uh, I also believe that a tier lists take practice, but you again still do not have to be a top tier player to play them. But they are going to be a list that will take more practice than just picking it up and putting it on the table. Um, a tier lists still should be easier to win with them with them than let's say a D tier list. But again, you're not going to you don't need a mechanics engineering degree to win. But you do need to spend more than just one game a week to win with the list. Um, I also said these uh, lists potentially have the ability to be a higher tier with higher caliber players. So, you know, again, we could just take, I don't know, I'll pick on JJ and say JJ is a top tier player. Therefore, when JJ picks up an A tier list, if he practices with it as a top tier player, um, JJ could make that list closer to an S tier with it. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're so kind. <laughs> so anyone want to add anything to a tier? Um, no, I think you, you got that at the end. It's good. My only problem with like the ABC tier list kind of things is that it'll excel at like an A tier, like three out of four scenarios. I think yeah, well, when we get to the other ones, I think it, it could be a little bit iffy on like the number of scenarios they excel out, excel at. But that could just be, be nitpicking. Okay, I mean you can you can expand. I mean that's what that's what this conversation is for, right? That's the idea behind it. I made these, therefore let's pick them apart, make them better. It's, this is not the Tanner podcast. This is the Planning Face Syndicate podcast that you're all a part of. So. When you get to B and C tier, then I'll pipe in with this argument. Okay. All right. <laughs> B tier right. 
had less scenarios, basically two out of four, has at least two different lists that can be fielded in the competitive meta, has the potential to win tournaments with practice and skill, but the learning gap is higher to commit uh, to when a player is playing in a tournament. And I, I will use James uh, Stumbo's list, for example, as, as to me, this is a beer tier list. I think he has, um, I don't know. We haven't ranked Dirge yet. So I would say um, I really don't think any of those uh, pieces are A tier, but together they're a solid B tier. But if you put it in the hands of somebody that has spent, let's just say 60, 70 reps with it, you, which also has a special mechanic to it, which I didn't put in the notes, but that's a possibility to have like a special mechanic to that list that, that people have not seen before. It has the potential to be a higher tier, but it takes more practice to win tournaments with it. It's not something you could just throw down. Like right now, people could throw down Vader and the boys um, and and get uh, and get a three and two record most of the time. And that's an L spoiler alert. I feel Vader and the boys are a tier list. No questions asked. Um, again, there's different variants of that. Um, I prefer the Vizier variant, but that's just me. Um, so there's that. Anybody want to chime in on B tier material? So I feel like in something like B tier, uh, where it's like, oh, it excels in two out of the four scenarios. I feel like you can bring a list like my like Republic synchronized console shenanigans list, which is like a C or a B tier list. But like it still excels at like three scenarios. But like it's clearly not as good as a list as something else. So I'm not sure if like two out of four scenarios I think is a fair gauge for for something like that. Like you can still bring suboptimal things and still be good at three objectives. I guess I should say. Because like my sync console thing is fine at three objectives, but it's terrible at like salvage because you don't want to pick up a crate when you're a Jedi or you're you know contrail where you boost a lot and stuff like that. So that's my only like small gripe with this kind of stuff. Sure. So what would be your replacement verbiage for that? I just don't think I would have that at all. Like a tier, it's fine. It could excel at three out of four scenarios. I just don't think like B and C tier would just be like, it only excels at one or two scenarios kind of thing. I also believe if you're bringing a list that only excels at one or two of the scenarios, you are just, bringing the wrong list in general like that's not a a competitive kind of thing if you only win you know a quarter of the games well i mean a quarter of the objectives i i kind of disagree with that because i and i think it's just a verbiage right i think that a beer tier list can be a list that that can excel at two, two of the scenarios and do okay at the other two scenarios and I think it's important to to list that, right? Because even though you may not be good at doing the scenario action, like for instance, like a three ship list in like a salvage game, um, even though it may not excel in that type of scenario, it, the offensive potential that it has to help kill ships that go out those scenarios helps makes up that difference, right? Um, and just having that that balance, right, of um, just 
going to to hunt down those ships that that can uh, grab those objectives, right? Um, so I think that's what a B tiered list kind of has on its on its side. Um, that a, it doesn't necessarily do terrible at um, the other two objectives, but it can at least be competitive. Um, that it has a shot at completing it, so they're just okay. It's not like you're going to automatically excel at you know you know those other two scenarios. You're just you just have that fighting chance. So yeah. So what would you rank like uh, like Boba Kanan and like another Fire Sprayer Rook, right? Because that's B-team. not good at that, salvage. That's that's exactly what Watch I was actually example. gonna. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna reference because that's actually what I ran for quite a bit. Um, I I would consider that a B tier list. Um, but just because it's a B tier doesn't mean it's bad, right? Because it also depends on the player on adapting to the circumstance and what they're facing on there. Um, so it, it that's that other part of it, right? It has the potential to win, but it requires a lot of practice and skill to make up for those those scenarios. Okay, I mean, I, I see the nuance and what you're what you're going for. Yeah, I wasn't really trying to go for like. You know they're okay at this objective, so I wouldn't say that they're they're good for that. So I, you know, that makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. So so and and again, we can remove that. I'm I'm okay with removing that. I think the idea behind it and and the, and the Boba Kanan, um, let's just say Boba Kanan Rook, right? So the idea behind it is on a base level, where does that fit? We know it's better than the C tier. I know it excels at it. So I'm just gonna say. It excels at assault, and it excels at um, chance. Chance, right? Because it can murder things, and it can collect points on assault because of the big bases for the most part. If you put that in the hands of somebody like a Cam Murray, does that list become better? Yes, but on a base level, that list equals. It's good at basically two scenarios. And and the idea behind it is is and, and again maybe you're right maybe the verbiage is a little uh, funky but if I put a top tier player such as Cam Murray playing that list who is putting the reps in can that list be um C A tier or maybe even possibly S tier I would argue that it's not an S tier list because I really genuinely don't I have a hard time believing there's very many S tier lists out there. Um, because again, when we see people, other people picking up S tier lists and failing, we know that's not an S tier then. Like an S tier list is somebody like I could literally give it to anybody that knows how to run lists and practice and play things, and anybody could just start winning a bunch of shit with it. Um, Boy Vader is an example, in my opinion, of an S tier pilot. And if every other pilot in that list was S tier, most people could just pick the damn list up and win if you know how to, you know, if you put enough effort into it. Um, so the idea, Alex, behind the it wins two out of the four scenarios is that it has a favor, a higher favorability in the two or two out of the four scenario scenarios. It doesn't mean that it can't pick up the other ones. <clears throat> None of that ever means anything. It just means on a base level. If again, and no offense, I don't know how often you fly scum. So, what's your least flown faction? I guess there we go. Let's ask that question. Oh man, probably. Um... Either FO or Separatist now. Okay, so if I give you... So what the crates are calling pretty much an A-tier list in Separatist is Django, Dirge, 404, and Grievous. If I hand you that list, will you get a 50-50 win rate with it? 
If the answer is yes, then we move up to the next tier, right? And they say, okay, will you win, let's say, 65% of them? <laughs> and you go, yeah, I could probably win 65% of the games with them. Then I move it up and say, okay, can you win 75% of the games with them? And you go, well, yeah, I could win 75% of the games with it. Then I know that this list is probably S tier. <laughs> if you can't, then I know it fits into the A tier category. And that's kind of how I see things. Um, because for somebody that doesn't play Separatist, whereas I play Separatist way too often, it's kind of the same thing. If you give me Poe Falcon, I won with Poe Falcon and some crap other ships. I did. Like, I'm extreme. Like, Poe Falcon's a really good piece in that list, you know? Um, so that's kind of the, the understanding of, or that's kind of how I was categorizing. Does that make sense? Or do you want me to change the language uh, for it still? Oh, no, it makes sense. I just, uh, there's also like, it's a little bit weird doing something like the, like a B tier for a list. That's like very, very hard, like PVP kind of list too, because they're not out to do a lot of the objectives. They're out to just outright kill the other lifts and win off of that. So I think there's a little bit of a an odd space in there too, but I'm not sure if any archetype that we're going to go over is like a strictly PVP kind of thing. The closest I think we're going to get to like an alpha strike, which I'm not sure what scenario, like what scenarios an alpha strike list is very good at. Uh, but it's still chance. like a solid archetype. Yeah, I mean it's chance, yeah. but that's only like one scenario, right? So it's, it's a little bit funky how to how to rank that if we're just going purely by scenarios. I see. Well, that's what we, you know, what we're discussing, right? So yeah. that's always fun. Yeah. No, and that's the idea of this. There is no right or wrong to this. This is just our, our how we feel, how we're seeing things shape up and kind of our way to help try to guide people as they move through this weird X-Wing meta. And who knows? All this may be defunct and void in uh, two months once they drop <laughs> a new worlds. scenario a new scenario yeah. on us uh, in the world's qualifier store champ kits, which we didn't talk about, but we'll talk about some other time. All right. So to me, a C tier list excels specifically at one out of the four scenarios. It can do other scenarios. Well, if given the opportunity, um, it really only needs to have one or two lists that kind of fit into the competitive meta. And it has the potential to have lists, um, that could make it further with more talented players. Um, I don't have a really good example of this. Um, I do think that James Stumble list does fit solidly into B tier. Um, a C tier list, I would, I don't know. I don't know what would fit into a C tier list yet. I guess we have to kind of go through that piece of it. Is there anything else in C tier that we want to add as criteria? Oh, that seems fine. Okay. In a D tier list, I just basically said it's not competitive, it's unique, it's fun. There we go. Like that's yeah. really it. It's janky and it's just there to to just have fun. Yeah. Like charcoal mucks. Yeah. Or four tri fighters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I created in our pilot ranking sheet a I took all of the different archetypes that we have and I figured why not just go ahead and let's let's rank them fair enough everyone does that work for y'all yeah all right yeah 
So, who wants to go? For, who wants? To, who wants to be the guinea pig? For it? And we're gonna one. take. Um, I don't know. Let's take Alpha Strike first. That's what I want to do. Alpha Strike first because that Alex brought that up, and I think that's a good point. Um, yeah. and I think that will could generate the most conversation out of this. Okay. Now I do have a question for this particular ranking. Uh, yeah, ranking. Um, I see the calm there for faction. Are we specifically talking about a particular no. type of? Nope. Uh, that's just a mis- that's just a mistake. That's just Tanner okay. copy and pasting and not thinking <laughs> All <right>. about it. <laughs> All right, good. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Okay. So um, I'll give my rankings here for Alpha. So for Assault, I'll actually give this a, a B tier. Um, alpha Strikes typically tend to group up a little bit uh, together. Um, so it, it kind of works for them and against them at the same time. They have a pretty good chance of contesting objectives if they're staying close by. Um, so that way they have more bodies on a particular objective point And they have enough firepower to, um, to go support their Alpha Strikes, usually with Ordnance, um, like Torps and such, to help eliminate bodies that can go and contest um those particular spaces they're very strong offensively um and if the if the dice played their way um they can easily decimate an opponent's list um and it makes it harder for that opponent to contest the objectives that they're on um i think it's a solid b um the 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 reason why i don't have it a little bit higher is because um jam is a thing jam can absolutely mess up an alpha strike um, also spacing uh, with the correct placing of obstacles. It can help break up that alpha strike formation. So you end up splitting fire, um, not effectively being able to take out ships when you need to. And if you're concentrating all together and your opponent spreads out, they're able to contest more objectives than your, your list could potentially do it. So it is really dependent on the pilot to overcome that particular vulnerability that the alpha strike has. Um, but, uh, but they, they do have a very good chance at, at performing well at that, um, chance engagement, I'll give it an A, um, again, in, in this, um, in this particular scenario, they do a lot better, um, because they're trying to go for those points and alpha strike list, especially with ordinance, um, is really well at getting those half points off, if not getting whole points off ships if they're able to delete a ship. They don't have to spread out for an objective like they would during assault. So they can concentrate fire on a particular target and wipe it out with effectively and getting those points out fast. So I think they do very, very well there. Um, for salvage mission, I'm going to give them a C. Um, a lot of the... A lot of the um, a lot of the alpha strike list rely on having those actions uh, to help double mod their shots. And if they're taking an action to um, to pick up a cargo crate, uh, it kind of reduces their effectiveness. On the flip side, if they're shooting with torps like proton torpedoes, that absolutely helps them. Um, take out salvage carriers or discourages the opponent from grabbing cargo, um, especially if they have a target lock on them. Um, so they can hunt them down. But again, we go back to the same issue with uh, with assault. If they spread out or get out of arc or out of range, um, or if they get jammed, then their effectiveness goes down and it's hard for them to catch back up if they end up starting to, to spread out. Uh, scramble, I'm going to give them a B. Um, you can typically... Uh, hold an objective point uh, with you know one of your support ships that are using an alpha strike list, grab that objective and essentially defend it by being very offensive, and um, 
and being able to uh, defend that scramble point with a very good offense there. Um, that's typically pretty good. You don't have to cover as many objective points as you would in um, in like salvage or assault, um, but I think they still get a pretty good uh, amount of coverage with just three points and being able to punish your opponent if they do decide to come straight at the, at the, the meat of your list. All right. Alex, you want to be the second guinea pig? Yeah, yeah. Um, for Alpha Strike, uh, for Assault, I think I would actually give them a C tier. Uh, typically, what we see for Alpha Strikes is ships that have to be clustered together, which does help for one objective for Assault, but you're ignoring the other ones. Like, they can't spread out nearly as well as, like, a Swarm List, for instance, or, uh, you know, like a Salad List for assault so i think it it performs like average there like you can with an alpha strike obviously you're trying to eliminate a ship as fast as possible so you can uh like alpha a ship off the board by like if they were alone some self trying to get the assault point but i think they're uh i think they just rely they're a little bit too close together to facilitate like that um for chance though that is that is where they excel like, that's the whole point of this list i would give them an a for chance you know that it's easy to half points to ship or kill a ship when you're alpha striking them that's again the, the whole design of the list is carnage <laughs> is to kill things as fast as possible and that whole not having other scenarios around on that board um, allows them to facilitate that in uh, salvage, I would actually give them a B. I know uh, JJ and I like, we, we flip flop <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, it is a lot of it's because they're they tend to run high red dice. Uh, you know, typically like proton torpedoes that adds the crit in there, advanced proton torpedoes that adds the crit in there. Just having a lot of dice gets through. Even if you roll max of aid results, you're still taking a hit. There's not an option to you know dodge this attack obi-wan still only has three defense dice and you shoot a proton torpedo and you get a string a full string he's still dropping it you know so actually i only base that mostly just on their ability to kill the box carriers and drop the crates um also typically they they have ships that don't reposition too much mostly because they're like a jousting block or something so you can play get away with having a crate on one or two of those ships. And uh, for scramble, it, that's that's a little bit hard. Uh, at one point, you have a, a cluster of ships together at the scenario, essentially, right? Uh, I, I think I would give them a C. I don't think they run ships that are uh, fast enough to flank to get the other objective on the other side of the board. Um, and I think it's just... It, it, the archetype itself to just kill things right off the board doesn't really lend itself well to uh, controlling an area like that with their actions. All right. <clears throat> so for me, so if we look at the principles of the Alpha Strike, right, is they're looking to deny range. They're looking to create concentrated fire, right? Um, they usually have a support piece that's pretty aggressive in the list. Uh, they are front-loading... Um, offense for quick initiative kills. I'm going to go with a B for assault, and I'm going to caveat this 
by saying the reason for it is if you put your damn ship next to an objective and I roll up with three ships with proton torpedoes, your ship's probably not going to give you that point, no matter what. Um, I do not feel they can go around and break their list up and collect objectives, <laughs> but they can yeah. murder things that are by objectives. Um, yeah. I agree with you all. Uh, chances in A, we don't have to go through that again. That's 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 that's. I think that's pretty basic. I have watched an Alpha Strike list murder um, a Boba Fett in two rounds, and that's nine points. That's pretty good. Not a Vader defender, but a Boba Fett. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who think Boba Fett's better than Vader defender, um, salvage. I actually um, I I agree with Alex. I believe they are a B in salvage. And I say that because to me, when we look at um, who could pick up that crate, yes, they have lower green dice, but typically they're going to have some sort of a ship in the back that could pick that up or a ship that says, fine, concentrate fire on me. I'll drop the crate. Everything else is going to murder you. And they typically alpha strikes will have some sort of a coordinator. Some say some sort of way of sharing tokens. Um, so I feel that keeping that crate around is has a higher probability um, as well as the same token of murdering things that have crates. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to buck the, the system here and I'm going to say B again uh, for scramble. And it's, it's to me is the same scenario style um, for the pure fact that when you, they, somebody takes a scramble action, there's somebody typically else on an alpha strike that's sharing a token. And so an Alpha Strike we have not heard of or seen a lot of is like Sicko and five ships in Republic that all have concussion missiles. Is that the best list in the world? Probably not. But does that list murder things and can do well in most of these scenarios? Yes. I've literally watched that put down a VCX in two turns. Two turns. And it lost two ships in two turns. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Now they still didn't win that game. Um but they did put that VCX down in two turns with reinforced too, with a reinforced token, both turns. Crazy to be, just crazy. Anyway, um, so there we go. So overall, it feels like we are between a B minus and a B plus. So we we feel overall the faction is we'll just call it on the B side, somewhere in the B side. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. Now, Alex, I'm going to challenge you here a little bit because when we look at Alex's ratings, you gave it two pretty decent ratings and then two failure ratings. So there's two scenarios that it's pretty good at. Uh, no, I think there's one scenario it's really good at and another scenario it's okay at. It's decent. <laughs> which is what JJ was saying earlier. <laughs> just saying. There's a nuance thing in there. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, hey, you're here, right? No, we didn't put any S tier in there, and I think that's fair because otherwise, um, I don't think Alpha Strike is an S tier. No, um, I don't think. So I just either. don't think it is. That's just my opinion. I guess it's all of our opinion because we didn't do it. All right, which one do we want to do next? Aces, Beef, Control, Swarm. Those are the ones you could pick from. Alex, you pick. You get. You get. You get to pick next. I'm gonna put you Both on the spot. Aces are going almost semi-alphabetical order here. All right, cool. You first. Okay, ace lists. Um, ooh, man, do they have much better times than they do right now. 
Uh, typically for, for an ace list, um, you know, you guys feel free to correct me. It's like three aces, right? And you might have something else, but like typically it's a two really big aces and like a mini kind of ace kind of thing. Unless that that's what I'm going to be basing this yes. off of, unless yep. I'm like way off on this. Yep. So here, I'll tell you what, what, what don't we, what I'll, let me go over real quick. What the eight, what we define as an eight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we define an ace list as high initiative pilots, possibly a coordinator to help to add extra mods, right? Very uh, effective at one-on-one engagements, ability to reposition more than one time, um, KG hit and run style, uh, reduces the amount of randomness of the game has to offer, high loadout values, um, high squad points, low ship counts, and passive mods. That's what right. we define it as. So uh, the first thing that comes to mind might be a little bit biased is like Cody's list, Cody Woods' list. He has triple silencers and Malaris. Like Kylo's an ace. He has Rush in there, which once you damage Rush, he'll be an I six. So that's an ace. And Recoil can kind of be an ace. Like he's still a double repositioning silencer, even though he's at an I four. It's more like a mini ace kind of thing to me. Um. So that's what I'm going to like kind of go off of for assault. I would say a C. Um, Typically they're lower ship counts because they are aces. They are expensive. Um, They are maneuverable enough to get to the other points for assault, which I like a lot, but you're not bringing, you know, a medium base ace, right? That's not really a, a thing. So you're not going to be able to group all your ships around one objective uh, effectively. For chance, I think this is the scenario they excel at best. I think it would be B, honestly. Um, It's not like matchup dependent, but if uh, you are doing like a toilet bowl kind of maneuver around the edge of the board... Uh, you might actually drop that middle objective once or twice, and that's that's devastating in chance. But also, like, you have to... You know, they're flying in a formation. It's tough to break up their formation. It's tough to, like... You know, if Sumtir's going against something like a droid swarm, you have to, like, single pick out targets and try not to be in the other arcs of things. Uh, so I, I think a B is, is relatively what they want. For salvage, I would... Give them a D. Like their whole point is that they're arc dodging. They are not, you know, they're not picking up crates. They they need the boost barrel roll. They they can't get shot at. Um, and I don't think they're terribly effective on their own to drop the crates from other people. Yeah, you can do damage. You can have, I don't know, marksmanship. I guess. <laughs> uh, or like malice. malice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something like that. But uh, I think sal- uh, salvage is by far their weakest one. And Scramble, I'll give them a C, mostly because they, they're high initiative, so they can retake an objective if someone takes it and you set up well. Uh, typically, if it's like a Suntir or a Kylo, you can do the objective and barrel roll. You can still kind of arc dodge a little bit, but mainly you are fast enough to get to the other side of the Scramble objectives. The middle one is going to be really difficult for them, so I don't think they're going to 3-0 people on objectives. Uh, but you can still, uh, you know, 
not bleed that much by being able to get to the other side of the objective real fast. All right. JJ, you're next. So I do share your your same thoughts with Assault. Um, I believe that because they do have close ship counts, that it is harder for them to um, to contest objectives reliably. Um, they want to fly unpredictably, so that way they can arc dodge and outmaneuver their opponents um, into getting into shots. And if you're specifically flying two objective points, that makes you far less um unpredictable right it's easier for the opponent to set up kill boxes to your ages to your, excuse me for your aces which could be fragile um and you definitely don't want that um to, to happen so i feel that they they don't do as well in assault for chance engagement i'm actually going to give them an a um when you consider um Passive mods and double repositioning, you know, one of the strongest things that they can do is that they can retain their points by not getting shot at. Um, I think that, uh, you know, high initiative reposition aces can easily arc dodge a lot of ships. Um, they can get around them. And even if they lose a center objective, um, they can easily make that up in points by um, either half, uh, getting half points on another ship or by um, killing another ship at a high initiative and uh, potentially cause them to lose the center objective themselves if they if there was the only ship there in range two. Um, so I think that they have a greater chance of doing that. Passive mods is a big deal for them. Um, that helps them to you know defend one-on-one shots there um, and and getting it through. Whereas other other lists may not have that, um, so I, I give them an A for that. Um, salvage, um, yeah, they're they're definitely not very good at salvage. I am going to rank them a little bit higher. I am going to give them a C for it, mainly because um, high initiative aces that can uh, specifically force users that can use malice um, have a really great advantage in salvage and helping to knock off those crates. Um, uh, or even if you don't have it, you know, just being able to potentially kill a ship that grabbed a cargo crate, um, not taking any actions, not taking any mods, you can potentially kill that ship uh, with concentrated fire from your aces, um, or at least disable it to set up a kill shot for the following turn without uh, taking any return fire. Um, so I think that they they can do a little bit better, but not as good. Um, so I, I would say it's about the same as what they would in Assault. Uh, scramble at the last objective. Um, that one's a little tough. I, I'm, I'm going back and forth on it in my mind, and I ultimately I land on a B. Um, typically, high initiative aces, if they're able to um, get in close um, and see where they're at, they're likely to grab an objective marker at a high initiative um, or, or rather scribal transmission on, on a location and bring that to their side if they're close enough, if they're only getting shot by one ship um, or if they're not getting shot at all and they have passive mods. Um, getting those scramble markers at high initiative does benefit them. It does prevent the enemy ship from, or the enemy, their opponents from completely grabbing all those objectives. And if the enemy ship is in a bad spot where they can't, um, contest that objective again the following round, then the ace doesn't have to worry about that. They can just keep pursuit and keep time on target and take out those ships easier. Um, so I think that they they have a pretty decent chance in scramble, but they're also not going to excel too much. I think they fall right in the middle in that B tier. All right. <clears throat> so for me, for assault, I'll give it the same thing. A C. We don't have to go over 
the same thing. I, I, I agree with you. It's harder for them to take it. The only positive thing is they could ace a ship off the board and therefore collect a point based on that. Um, but I don't feel that it's a big enough potential. I'm going to differ on chance. I'm going to give them an S tier um, in chance. And I say that because I feel that they will preserve points. They will take ships off the board. They will have point ships very quickly, and then they can run and grab the points. I do agree the center objective is hard to keep, but if you're taking a ship off the board every other round, I don't know if it matters um, as much, but we'll see. Uh, salvage. <laughs> um, salvage, I give a C, and I only give it a C because they can knock the crate off. Other than that, I don't feel I would agree with Alex's scenario that it's a D. That's that, That's it. Um, and I also feel having to knock that crate off pigeonholes them into what they want to do. Um, if you have a tie fighter that has a crate, do you really want to invest your, you know, two force and a focus or two force and a target lock into a three or two point tie fighter? I, I don't know. Like, or, or a stupid droid. <laughs> like I, just, <laughs> I have a hard time. Iron assembler. Yeah. Iron assembler. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. T- kill my iron assembler. Unless I serve it up to you on a platter. Um, so I, I, I don't, I have a hard time with it in salvage for scramble. I give it a B as well. I, I'm torn to be honest with you. Some of me wonders if they are a little bit better at scramble just because there is only three objectives. They will be able to take it away. And because it is an action, you can do other things before or after it. So to me, it kind of fits between the two. Honestly, I don't know. So I'm going to give it a B on the cautious side of things um, just because I'm not a big ace player. So it's kind of it's it's different for me. So so this one, we came out different, guys. Like this one um, is between a D plus and a B minus. So I don't know. What do we what do we come out if I average all of our stuff together? It still comes out to B minus, I think. So my average, what's 31 divided by 3? 10? 10. 10. So it comes out to AC ranking. There you go. All right. See. Nice. It's almost like they're kind of really good at one objective and not too much. (laughs) They're okay at the other one. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. I I agree with you. And it takes a lot of talent to fly it. So, um, yeah. yeah, I would not recommend flying aces by and large generally in in 2.5 unless they're All right. dramatically yeah. undercosted. <laughs> so what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to do one more and then when we come back either next week or the week after we'll finish the list up. I don't really think yeah. that we should sit here for another four of these no. on top of it. Let's, <laughs> let's do one more. Um, and, and, and that'll give Alex some time to determine how, um, how much he thinks I'm incorrect in my analysis. And then the next, the next time we come back, he'd be like, all right, Tanner, I had, I had a good week or two to have this conversation with myself. So, um, so I want to do swarm. I want to do, or I don't know. Yep. We're going to do, I want to do swarm next. That's what I want to do next. Does anybody want to lead swarm or do you want me to lead the swarm? Uh, I'll do swarm. Um, so assault. Um, I think 
so I'm a little torn on this one here because I think it really depends on the swarm. Um, a CIS vulture swarm will do far better in assaults than a TIE fighter swarm would in assaults. All right. So, um, hold on. Would you able, would you like yeah. me to read you what the swarm says? Yeah. What ahead. we defined it as first. I should have just done that. I should just yeah, be better yeah, do that. A swarm is a list that contains six or more ships of the same chassis because I'm very picky about that. Um, and they like to fly in many formations, typically, or one big formation that can cover a lot of ground. They can do, um, they do well on objective, but suffer, uh, because if they fracture in the formation, it is hard to get concentrated fire. Uh, they have similar initiatives, so they are easier to fly, um, either together or Lucy together. Um, they are a wall of fire. Uh, there is a such thing as a mini swarm, which I believe is a subdivision of uh, five ships, four to five ships with a support piece. Um, they are very dice dependent. Um, they don't have a ton of um, modifiers per se, uh, comparatively with something that is more like a salad list or um, an alpha strike list. Uh, they have a high complexity to, to fly and keep time on target. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, um, so yeah, anyway, going back to, to my analysis, uh, for this, like my thought, right. Um, it really does depend a lot on what the swarm does consist of here, right. You know, when, when I think of like the vulture swarm, I, I go back to your, uh, your bell blub plus like seven, um, vultures, uh, going in there, they have the ability to stick together so that way they can, you know, share a lot of calculates and open up a lot of fire on enemies or they could spread out, plant themselves on rocks near objectives and contest it for like assault in this particular case. Whereas the TIE Fighter Swarm would probably be able to still keep time on target by, you know, converging, especially if they're running like, you know, mini, mini formations to like get around obstacles and stuff. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different. Um, so overall, I'm going to give them a B on assault for that because it is very dependent on the structure of that particular swarm and what they consist of. Um, but, and I feel that B really covers the, the spectrum for like what, uh, all the different types of swarms that can exist across the factions there. Um, for chance engagement, I think they, they, they're about average, right? Because they can definitely um, retain their points in a way by spreading it out um, across many ships. So even if you lose one ship, you're not losing a huge chunk of your, your points in your list. And then if you're able to um, get that, that intended target into that box, um, death by a thousand cuts, you can get those points back and, and actually come up on top for that. Um, so I think that um, they're they're right in the middle again, B, for uh, chance engagement. For salvage, I think swarms do really great here. Um, I think that this is probably their best objective um, because they have so many bodies they can go in on a low initiative and contest crates early on uh, before your opponent can and run away and still have enough ships to 
chase the chasers essentially to that are trying to knock out your crate carriers uh so for salvage i'm going to give them an a i think that they're very very great on that uh same thing with scramble i think they're a tier um they are able to contest those objectives early especially with lower initiatives and have enough bodies to go ahead and block the opponents from uh getting their their scramble actions to take those uh those objectives back and they can also punish too if they're if they're concentrating in a particular area and create that box with a bunch of ships converging on somebody who's going to come in and try to grab that objective or if they can discourage somebody from grabbing that objective as well if they see a bunch of ships there so i think i think they'll do very good there i'll give them an a fair enough alex okay so does an ace and mini swarm apply for this? Yes. I'm just curious. Sure. Yes. Okay. Because you because can do an ace like... and mini swarm would be essentially like five ships and an ace, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can do like Vader and a bunch of ties. Yeah. Boy yeah. Vader and like seven ties if you were a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> that, yep. Yes. You, you can pick yes. that. The full eight ship and one of them is Boy Vader if you're. You, want. You, you know how you can make it better you can have boy vader and six ties one of them being Iden and one of being them moth gideon yeah that, oh, that would be my preferred oh, that's one gross. That i would still so consider gross. that a swarm yes. personally okay I'm in glad this clarified that because in 2.5 bs versus like if we go back to 2.0 days there'd be a strong argument against it but because i don't we don't live in that world. We have to live in 2.5 world or whatever the hell we want to call this meta now. I will concede on the swarm because we've already conceded that point. Okay. A month ago. <laughs> so in assault, I would actually give them an A. You have a, a wide, like, you know, a wide body to do stuff. If you're not having some sort of like tether for your swarm like if you're running like hall runner swarm that would be lower but i think just an ace and mini swarm or if you break up you know six tie fighters for example or you know six droids or something you can claim multiple objectives and still have enough bodies that even if they had two people there you're at least neutralizing it or if they have one medium there and they're taking three shots coming in and you're you know that neutralizing the point like the, the whole medium base thing doesn't fit so I, I would actually give them an a i think that's their best objective um chance i would give them a b uh, generally they're pretty cheap ships so they don't bleed a lot of points you know you know if they're th you know a lot of them will be two to three points if you have out the three point ship you're still only getting one objective so um I think they don't bleed a lot of points, but also you do need that strength in numbers to do a lot in chance. Um, and they also, you know, they don't tend to have a lot of health. So they are a little bit easier to kill. Um, for salvage, I would give them a B, mostly because I, I still think they need their actions. So. Uh, you know, it, again, they tend to be uh, lower health ships, so they uh, they they do die. <laughs> um, you do have a lot of them, and they tend to be lower initiative, so you do get the crates more. Uh, but 
you know, if, if someone's coming in their higher initiative, they just choose whatever ship has the crate to shoot first instead of just shooting whatever ship happens to be by you. And then for Scramble, I would actually give them a C. I think it's that the lower initiative is what really kills that. Granted, you can you can have, you know, a cluster of three of them or so by a Scramble objective, but if you manage to get past them or... Or whatever, um, they they won't they won't pick up the, the, the scoring point. You wasted your action on taking the point that you'll need to survive over something like if you had like Hilo Ace, for example, you can arc dodge them and and kill the the one ship that doesn't have the um, action or you know the evade or the focus whatever you brought there. Although uh, droids are a little bit screwy with that, mostly because they can just sit on a rock by one of those and take that as their action and still have a little bit of, especially if they're paired up and they can share the network calculations. So Don't it tell really, people. a lot of the, uh, <laughs> a lot of it kind of depends on what style of chassis you're bringing. But uh, by and large, I think um, you know only the droids are are the ones sitting on the rocks. So I can't use that as like the overall look how good they are kind of thing so all right well cool so for me i think so here's here's where i don't know we'll see i guess how how much we differ for assault i give it an a um similar reasons to alex for the pure fact that the numbers and the fact that i could break them up into groups and still have them live i can if i have just say six ships i could have two um, mini swarms going across the table. If I want, I can have one big group and one ace. I can do a whole bunch of things. I think with assault, they excel. That's their 100% their best scenario. I also think chance is an A. And I only say this because, and this is where the variable piece comes in, right? I say chance is an A because of the pure fact that you have the ability to only give up one point for half points. You have shared calculates, right? Or if you're a TIE fighter, you have the ability to have the focus, the evade. Um, you're always got some sort of a mod at, at the beginning and you're worth nothing. You're just, you're worth nothing. And if you have Iden, you get to, one of your ships gets to live. Somebody gets to live um, an extra round because Iden has a, um, we'll call it a Janet button. And maybe that's just because I've been watching The Good Place too much. Um, <laughs> but. I call it the Janet button, and maybe that's what that's what we're gonna. We should do an alt art of an Iden as Janet. Ugh. Who wants to help me make that, Corey? Some somebody help me make that. I I don't know. I like that show. I don't know if anybody else watches that show, um, or watch that show. Anyway, so I give them an A at chance because they're not worth a lot. I will say if you have something that goes against them and that can ace three, four, five of them off the board in a couple of rounds, they lose at chance, but. Really, there is no points to be had. They're just not. Um, salvage, I... <laughs> salvage, I give them a B, I guess. Um, pretty much the same reason that Alex did. I, I You could pick a crate up. You can live. You do have that work calculates. You do have the ability to do that. But really, outside of the CIS faction, it, it, they suffer because they just don't have um, shared bots. We can't run seven A wings anymore. So there's that. Used to be able to. 
in Scramble, I give them a B as well in Scramble. I think, um, again, in Scramble, if you lose one of them, who cares to some extent? Um, they do suffer from them not being able to take the Scramble action, but on the opposite side, if they take a Scramble action and it forces your other ship to take another Scramble action, that other ship is not double monitored for. So, I have literally watched an Anakin have to roll in, take the scramble action to make sure that they don't lose that that objective, and then not be double modded. And that is the best feeling in the world for you to not have a double modded Anakin trying to kill, to kill your stupid Maybe the Anakin ship. should kill the ship that's worth more than the objective, you know? That, that's kill probably what he should do. point TIE fighter instead of the one point objective, but... Yes. Um, anyway... <laughs> That's a whole that's a whole different thing. So I don't think they do really well um, personally in Scramble. The again, I will say in higher numbers they have the ability to, <coughs> as well as if you have the Ace Mini Swarm, that Ace has the ability to take that and then still try to kill things. Um, so there's that. So overall, for the most part, it looks like we come in at a, at a B on average. So we're gonna we're gonna come in at 13 points, which is solidly a B. I think we're all uniform in our conversation about that. Yes, definitely. So, with that point, I think we're going to take a pause and we're going to we're going to go ahead and conclude the show. I think this is a great opportunity. We could kind of come back to this and we could tackle the little bit more complex, I feel, archetypes. <laughs> we chose the easy ones. We could we could yeah. tackle the more complex archetypes um, in the next episode if we would like to. So before we wrap up, do either of you have any comments or any things you would like to say about this piece of it before we end the show tonight? No, well, I mean, no, go ahead. Um, well, I mean, it's definitely a great discussion. I think that going, uh, going on forward in the future, you know, when we start reviewing uh, tournament results and stuff, it'll be great to, um, like pick those those winning lists or at least those top four lists and see what archetype they fit and see if those those um, like over time with you know more data from tournaments if we begin to see a pattern if it starts lining up with our our current assessments to see if you know do they really come in at a B if they do really come in at A based on how many times we see this type of archetype appear in the top four. And it'll be really interesting data to use to going forward for for more tournaments. Alex, yeah, I'm excited to kind of look at the tournaments and, and see what comes up uh, around there. But that's going to be kind of the definitions of these are going to be a little bit uh, Fluid. tested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I feel like it's going to be like 90% salad lists and then a couple of random stuff here and there. So. It'll be interesting to see what um, we do when we analyze the tournaments. Yeah. Yep. And I agree with you all. I think, again, when we talk about these things like this, our goal is, is to create a guide, right? When we talk about what, what we wanted our show to be and where we wanted to go and, and, and all these different things, like one of the big things of their show is, is how do we help people get into X-Wing? How do we help people understand what they're playing? And how do we help people, um, you know, find their niche within the community and like for us the big thing is is yeah i'll be honest i've never won worlds i don't know about either of you um i've never won worlds i've never you know um it's just it is what it is 
and I don't I don't go into worlds um, thinking I'm going to be one of the eight people that come out of two one. I just I don't see it. It would be nice, but I'm not going to get my hopes up to say that's my ultimate goal. And I think our show, like our goal with the show, is to, is to kind of focus around these things, right? Like we we aren't super competitive, but we're not super laid back. We want to be part and give people the opportunity to be a part of a community that says, "Hey, it's okay to to play what you love. It's okay. Well, let's just be honest where it is, and then let's kind of go from there." And I think one of the things when we talk about these different pilot rankings and these these archetype rankings is we as a community don't have this big analytical database to think. And unfortunately, my job um, outside of here, like, is super analytical focused. And so, like, I see the world in these little engineering numbers and I see the world in these um, complex theories. And, like, to me, that's the, the fun about this game. You can just play whatever you want and have fun. And AMG yeah. has done a very good job making certain pilots, Vader Defender, um, be viable in the meta <laughs> so people can have fun playing them. And people that are competitive can hate you for playing it because that's, you know, like what seems to happen. Um, but to me, that that's the big piece here, right? Is this like when I go to buy locals, do I want to take an A tier or an S tier list all the time? Uh, probably not really. Right. Like if I'm practicing for something, sure. But I want to be able to take something that is not going to get blown away immediately. Like you don't want to put a list down. And then the next thing you find out out of your five ships, you just lost two of them round, you know, first engagement. You just nobody wants that. Like that's that's not fun X-Wing, you know, and we both we all know that that's not how the Star Wars movies go. Um, very few ships just ace a bunch of ships off the board all the time. At least movies I've seen. So. I think Kylo did it a couple times, but you know. Yeah. Kylo has <laughs> Von Regs kind of up there, you know, a little bit, but not very many. Um and so I think, you know, again, I think there is some variability to this. I won't lie. And I won't lie and say that this is probably the ultimate outcome, but I think for where we're at, we the goal is is how do we get something that's somewhat constructive and can be somewhat consistent. That's what the goal is. So, as we move forward and move into next week, um, next week we will be talking about the Sith Taker Open. We will have a little blur, a little blurb, blurb about the Michigan World's pre-qualifier, um, especially if I do okay. Um, I, I, how about this? If I fail, I don't care. We're still going to talk about it because I think it's, it's fun to do these pre-world events. So, and I get to go hang out with a bunch of people that are super fun. I get to meet, I get to meet this guy that I've seen post in on discord for like six months now. And this guy's like so excited to play and I've never been able to play him and he's coming to the event and I'm super excited that he's coming because <laughs> I just can't wait to meet this guy because he was so excited to play X wing. Like, like he was like the most excited person I've, I've met in a while to play X wing. So I'm very happy that, I get to meet new people, um, you know, going to this. So we will talk about that and the Sith Taker open. I guess the Cherokee opens next weekend, too. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. So maybe we won't do list archetypes next week. We're probably not going to do lists. We're going to have to wait a week. I, I'm really sad by that. I really want to do this, but I, I think we're going to have to cover the Cherokee open, too. I think it's just I think it's too important. But I'll tell you what the caveat's going to be is Alex and JJ are going to try and tell us what type of list these are. 
and whether they fear what feel what tier these these lists that have won are. There we go. That, that'll be okay. our our unique twist on 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 it next week, and then the week after we'll come back and we'll finish up our salad, beef control, and dual class, um, you know, faction rankings. So. Yeah, I think it's very important to go over like a lot of the really recent tournaments kind of things as we're gearing up yeah. for Worlds, because that's very, very soon. It yeah. is. Less than a month away, right? No, no, no. Yeah. More than a month away, officially. Next yeah, week will be month. less than a month away. Yeah. Well, like the like 22nd or something like that? Yep. Yeah, it's exactly. It's the 19th yeah. today, Alex. Don't, don't make me older than I am. <laughs> yeah. And just a side blurb, um, we have the uh, Nickel City League Season 3 draft starting on Tuesday. Um, I believe the timing is going to be about at 8.30 p.m. Um, so where we're going to draft you're, you're live wrong. with all the... You're wrong. What day is it? Is it tomorrow? Thursday is oh, going to be Thursday, the actual draft. Thursday. Tuesday yeah. is going to be where you guys get pick positions, and I have no idea if Greg's right, airing right. that or not. I don't know. I don't that I don't understand yeah. that piece because I'm not a captain. Um that's but. right. That's right. That's what I was thinking Tuesday. Sorry. So yeah, I'm sorry. So Thursday will be the day that we're going to do the live draft with the captains there. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see the new teams. Uh, we pretty much doubled in size this season from last season. Uh, we got four new captains. It's going to be great. Yeah. So wait till next week when JJ doesn't draft me and I give him <laughs> more. I, I literally have the pilot to just go, oh, JJ can't even talk anymore. And we get to give him shit. So like and Alex is on my side on this. Alex already stated that JJ should draft me first round pick. No questions asked whether I'm going to succeed or not. He doesn't care. I think the more interesting plot twist is if he drafts me instead of you. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I didn't are even you... realize I'm part of this league, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. We'll play. Are, are you in this Walk league? On. I am not. I really should be. Okay. Hey, well, you should message Greg, Greg well, right now. It's free. It's free, Alex. And it's it's play. It's it's. Oh my god! Like it's, all it is is practice till you get to worlds, and it's extended. It is super fun. Um, I don't know. I have nothing it's, but good things to say about it. How about yeah, that? It's extended with band upgrades. That's it. So yeah. all pilots are are legal, uh, but the band upgrades are still banned. So. And no slow. Yeah. <laughs> no slow. Well, that's that's an upgrade, right? So yes, thank yeah. us. There's no slow in this. <laughs> <laughs> and no auto blasters, though not many people use the auto blasters the way I thought they would have been used. Um, yeah, they're eight uh, points, that's why. Yeah, so anyway, so we will probably go over it. We, we actually will do that. We'll have a conversation a little bit about what teams we get drafted into. Um, but the focus is going to be uh, the Cherokee Open, the Sith Taker Open, and our pre worlds Michigan thing. Um, for that, if you are listening. And you have an event that you went to and you would like us to, you know, cover lists, you're more than welcome to post in our Discord and just say, hey guys, uh, here's the date for the event. Here's the link to the event, and I'll happily cover the the top list in that. Or if I find an interesting list that did well, I will we'll cover that too. So in, in anything that you want us to cover, I'll happily cover lists, especially going up to worlds. Um I, I agree with Alex. I think that's that that's a that's a very important piece that um we've we've been missing before. Yeah, I gotta figure out what list I can take from those tournaments to world. So quite <laughs> well. Well you got less than or you got a little over a month, buddy, uh to pick it. I bet you we can we put bets on what you're gonna fly? That my 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 theory is that he's gonna fly oddball. There we go. That's my bet. 
My oddball. dream would be to fly four oddballs <laughs> and then like a quad ball list. That'd be great. I would love it. Hey, I hear uh, Bucket with uh, four resistance transports is uh, is strong right now in the meta. So we're jamming. Can, uh, is that what you're taking? Five Z's. Is that what you're taking to uh, Cherokee Open next weekend, JJ? I would Hell love to see no, it. Hell no, man. Hell no, no, seriously. I want to see you take that. <laughs> I don't even oh, own four resistance transports. I got one, man. One is all I need. That's it. I know you got too many. You got my B wing still. Do I get my B wing when you come to Worlds this year? Do I get my B wing back? You've had it for almost a, an effing you know year. What? I'm actually going to upgrade you and get you the better B wing with the foldable foils, right. just so you can have that, man. Because you deserve it, man. All right. I thought you were going to say you're going to upgrade him and get him a resistance transport. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's made for a B wing, so you're not wrong. Yeah. 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 I don't know which I'd fly more. <laughs> <laughs> there is a oh, commitment. Oh, you get Finn finally. That's right. You'll get Finn. Yeah, I, I got us. No, hey. just give him the transport without the pod. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> or no. No, take out the Finn pilot <laughs> card. No, I already, I already own. Just so you know, I already own one of those. So I have all the cards. Okay. I have flown Finn before, <laughs> folks. I have flown Finn before, and as much as I hate Finn. You know who I haven't flown? Turkle Mux. <laughs> I have honestly <laughs> never in my life flown Turkle Mux. Torkel was a bastard in 1.0. I hate him. He's the bane of my existence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I'm just tangenting and we could go on forever. But thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you for uh, being part of the show tonight. Again, if you would like to make comments, if you have, if you have questions or anything you want to talk about, on our archetype ranking rankings, you're more than welcome to email the show at plentyfacesyndicate at gmail.com, or you can post in our Discord and tag me or JJ, um, and we will 100% get your questions on air and your suggestions or any of that fun stuff. But with that being said, thank you, Alex, for joining us. If you don't know who Alex is, he's been on the show for way too long and will probably be on the show for way even longer. Um, and you can find them over at bench warmers podcast and the link for their show is in the description and they actually just had a show come out uh, very recently here in the last week so if you have not checked them out you definitely should check them out um because they are a fun uh, bunch of second place east coast michigan winners <laughs> yeah it's their gimmick you know we're we're right right in the middle that's that's all we want is this yeah, there's, there's a reason they call them the bench warmers, right? Yeah, B tier, bench warmer tier. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, maybe maybe no, we'll no get Brian fancy. Scalabrini from the Celtics. That's that's what I want to embody. Maybe it <laughs> just shows up. Maybe we'll get fancy. Maybe we'll get fancy, guys. If you guys all bring your equipment with you, maybe we'll do like a podcast, all of us together out of a hotel room. Christ. Oh, Even if God, we can't Gio, stream it live, we could record it doing at my yes. house like you guys are coming over on this side like i have a table <laughs> we we all right we could do that we could do that on, on sunday we could do that that sun next week sunday i will be uh, i will be in town next week sunday so i'll tell you what we'll talk about this after this is you're, we're just dragging on for no yeah. reason so, <laughs> thank you all for joining us we'll be back next sunday 9 p.m eastern 2100 eastern whatever floats your boat thank you for joining us have a good night and we'll see you on the flip flop See ya.